I know that we can't prevent every tragedy, but here's what I believe we have to do. Here's what the overwhelming majority of American people believe we must do. Here's what the families in Buffalo and Uvalde in Texas told us we must do. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Strengthen background checks. Enact safe storage law and red flag laws. Repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability. Address the mental health crisis, deepening the trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. That's just some of President Biden yesterday speaking about changes he wants to see in America. And clearly the progressive left is willing to go to the ends of the earth to do away with the Second Amendment based on their own words. Tony Katz, so good to be with you guys. Guy Relford joins us right now. Uh, the 2aproject.com, Second Amendment lawyer. He is the host of the Gun Guy Show, uh, of course, on 93.1 FM WIBC on weekends. You heard a lot in just that small part uh, of audio that, that I played for you. Uh, the, the, the question before us, is, and something that you and I have actually talked about, uh, this idea of myths versus facts, is that these, the conversation is always about what they call common sense, yet the things to me don't seem uh, to be too commonsensical. Before we get into specifics, your take on President Biden's entire address yesterday. Well, I think it's um, just a reiteration of what we've heard from gun control groups for quite some time. What's interesting to me is, uh, except for addressing the mental health crisis, which I absolutely and fundamentally agree with, um, anything that he's now proposing, by definition, would not have prevented any of the recent mass shootings. It's interesting to me that no one wants to, to look at these different proposals and say, all right, where in the chain of events, whether it's Buffalo or Uvalde or wherever, um, where in the chain of events would this measure have prevented this mass shooting? And they can't point to any of the gun control measures as saying, aha, this would have actually prevented this shooting. And, 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 and that's the breakdown. And that's why when they say common sense, I always roll my eyes because it's anything but. So one of the things they talk about is, as common sense, and you heard it there, was about safe storage. And as I understand it, it's about the idea that your firearm is in a different place than ammunition, and it's unloaded, and it's locked uh, away. What is the argument that is made by uh, people who are supporters of the Second Amendment or, 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 or others uh, about why this is not a common sense idea? Well, there have been so-called safe storage laws proposed right here in Indiana, and the way they would function, for instance, if I have a 17-year-old in my home who's the state champion in, in trap and skeet, I could write a book on gun safety. Um, I have a break-in in my home. I call police. Please come to my home, and there's a pistol on my nightstand. They're going to say, wait a minute, there's a 17-year-old under your roof. You have a gun accessible to you on your nightstand. You're going to jail. That's what safe, safe storage laws would do. They would come into each person's home, irrespective of their particular situation, irrespective of the, the knowledge of firearms, the ability to handle guns safely by um, anyone under 18, and say, if that gun's not in a safe and locked away, inaccessible to you, and also, by the way, inaccessible if you need it in the middle of the night when something goes bump, 
um, then you're going to jail. It's, it's inappropriate. It's an overreach. It's typical um, uh, government saying we need to come in and control your lives, even within your own home, and tell you how to keep children safe. Talking to Sorry, talking to Guy Relford of the 2A Project dot uh, com. I have made the argument that by doing such a thing, I'm not able to access uh, my method of defense when uh, the time comes. Uh, and this leads to the AR-15 conversation. Never mind that it is called an assault rifle, and I'd love for you uh, to uh, address that. Give us the real breakdown difference between. An AR-15, and for example, any 9mm I should carry on on my hip. What is the difference between that weapon, the AR-15, and any 9mm semi-automatic pistol that someone would carry for personal protection? Well, an, an AR typically is a, is a rifle, obviously, so it's designed to be fired from the shoulder. Um, it fires the, the the typical round out of an AR. They, they they're made to fire any number of different calibers, but the most common are .223 Remington or 5.56 NATO. Um, that's a rifle round. It's a higher velocity uh, round, not necessarily a bigger projectile, but a much higher velocity round. Um, and typically, there's a capacity issue in that an AR-15 is going to hold more rounds. Um, or can there are all kinds of different size magazines that you can put into them. A nine millimeter is a is typically going to be a handgun. Although I have a nine millimeter carbine, uh, a rifle, um, but typically they're going to be a handgun and a nine millimeter uh, projectile. Um, while of comparable size and weight, perhaps of an AR-15 is traveling at a at a, a much slower speed when it comes out of the muzzle of the gun, um, because it's a pistol uh, caliber, it's got less gunpowder in it, it's coming out of a shorter barrel, so you have less burn time in the barrel, which means velocities aren't generated. So you've got you've got a, a, a really a difference between a pistol and a rifle. Let me now go a little more general or specific, depending on how you want to take it, because you got very specific into uh, a series of things there. They make the argument that the AR-15 is a weapon of war meant only to kill people, as if somehow the 9mm has a, 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 a purpose that they'll consider acceptable for now, but we heard Joe Biden just the other day refer to uh, uh, the nine millimeter as a caliber that needs to be regulated or, or, or removed. In terms of the idea of what these weapons can do, is there a real difference, or is it that one looks scary? Oh, I, definitely, and 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 I got into the the in nitty gritty uh, on differences, but your point. Tony, and I, I see where I should have gone in answering your question. No, no, no. You go where you go. <laughs> that that was fine. We don't mind the lesson. No, it's all good. But, but I mean, why do we carry a gun? I mean, you know, I carry a gun every day. You, you carry a gun. Why do we carry a gun? Because if we're presented with a threat to us or our family, we want to be able to stop that threat. And a gun is designed to be effective in stopping that threat. In the process of stopping a threat, could that bad guy die? Absolutely. But that's because I'm carrying something that's effective in stopping a threat to say, oh, this is designed to kill. Well, it's a firearm, and firearms are designed to protect us and to end threats. 
And that's the side of firearm ownership that the liberals never want to talk about, which is the, according to Obama's CDC, the up to three million times a year that guns are used in defensive gun uses, we call them, in order to save lives and protect us from violent crime. So, yeah, is a, is a gun designed to kill? Yeah, guess what? Newsflash. It's a gun. But the idea that this one is a weapon of war because it's AR-15, first of all, is ludicrous. It's uh, semi-automatic. There's no army in the world that gives its soldiers semi-automatic rifles. Um, a weapon of war typically is going to be a, a, a select fire or fully automatic firearm. Secondly, you know, when the Second Amendment was, was written, you know, a lot of times you know, we want to we, we want to cower away even from that because obviously weapon of war sounds scary, right? So that's why they use it. People go, ooh, weapon of war. Well, civilians shouldn't have that. You know, what's what's a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state even mean? What does that mean? It means we wanted the citizens to be able to stand up right next to the standing army and to protect this country from foreign threats. And if the country itself, the government and the standing army got out of control and imposed tyranny. We wanted the people, the militia, that's what the Supreme Court has said, that's you and me in today's terms, to be able to stand up to a tyrannical government. Somebody says, oh, well, you have an AR-15, that's a weapon of war. I don't cower away from that. I don't run from that. It's not accurate, but to the extent that it even is accurate, I say, you know what, that's exactly why the Second Amendment was written. In Before I, US, be, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but before I let you go, because I, I know we're up against time, there was something else that, that Joe Biden said. I wanted you to hear this from his own words. We should repeal the liability shield that often protects gun manufacturers from being sued for the death and destruction caused by their weapons. They're the only industry in this country that has that kind of immunity. Imagine, imagine if the tobacco industry had been immune from being sued, where we'd be today. Now, we saw that Remington was sued, but actually it was the insurance company, not actually Remington. Uh, you're a lawyer. You, you are a Second Amendment lawyer uh, by trade. Uh, the gun manufacturer should be guilty for the actions of the individual? Well, yeah, that, that's the distinction. See, when, when Biden says, oh, imagine if the tobacco industry had the same immunity. Guess what? The gun industry doesn't have immunity for selling defective products or dangerous products in, in defectively designed or, 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 or illegally marketed, um, deceptively marketed. They don't have immunity from any of that. What, what they have immunity for only is because if they sell lawfully, if they lawfully sell a firearm, or manufacture a firearm, and that firearm is then used by another person in a crime, they're not liable for the to the victim of the crime. What other industry needs that protection? I mean, did, did Ryder get sued after Oklahoma City when, when their truck was used to blow up the federal building? Of course not. That's ludicrous. But because people like Biden want to go after the gun industry in any way they can, they 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 cobbled together these ridiculous lawsuits to go after the gun industry to try to sue them into oblivion as a secondary way of uh, destroying your Second Amendment rights and mine. So they don't have immunity as broadly as he would have you believe. They only have immunity when their products are lawfully sold and then used in a crime. And that's only because they're the only industry that's been subject to such ridiculous attacks in the courtroom to begin with. 